Today is Tuesday, January 23rd, 2018, and you're listening to the official View News Podcast. I'm Greg Pollock. And I'm Adam Jar. And in this podcast, we aim to provide view developers the news they need to stay up to date with their technology in about five or six minutes. Links to all these stories we talk about can be found in our weekly newsletter and on news.viewjs.org. F-A-A-S. What's it stand for? Isn't that functions as a service? Could be hosted on Azure or Amazon Lambda. Right. And Sarah Drasner just finished a four-part series using Azure to create a Vue.js serverless checkout form using Stripe. Most of the application's logic is in Vue.js, but she shows how simple it is to create a small node script hosted on Azure, which uses the Stripe NPM library to process a payment. So when the Vue application is ready to process payment, it calls out to this function as a service, which then calls the Stripe API server-side and returns a status code based on that result? Right. And I found it surprising how easy it was to create a function as a service in JavaScript using the Azure interface and test it right there in the browser. Sarah even shows how to add some animated GIFs while payment is processed and your customer is waiting on a response. Nice, but isn't it GIFs? A lot of applications will call for client-side token-based authentication. Like after you verify the username and password, you create a unique token which is sent on each request to identify the user. Yes, but you'll have to answer some questions before you integrate such a feature. Like how do I store that token? How do I redirect the user when they log in or log out? And how do I prevent users who aren't authenticated from accessing certain routes? Yep, and there's a really useful article up on screen that covers best practices of authentication with Vue using Vuex and Axios. Vue.js single file components already give you a great way to keep your code modular. But with bigger applications and bigger teams, you might want to split out your code even further. You mean like keeping the HTML templates in your own section of the app instead of inside .view files? That's one way to do it. And today I found Storybrook.js, which allows you to build decoupled applications using the component container pattern. This allows you to place your user interface inside presentational components, just focused on displaying things, and your business logic inside container components, where you do things like API calls and manipulate So each of my components has two components, one for just displaying things and one for the rest of my code. But how do they communicate? Good question. The display component just takes in the props that it will render, generated by the container component with the business logic. The great side effect of doing things this way is that your designers can run a storybook server, which uses sample data to render the entire page without even touching the business logic. Sounds powerful. Yeah. Lachlan Miller wrote up a great article showing what it's like to develop with Storybook. Have you heard of Google's material design? Yeah, this is the visual language that synthesizes principles of good design and replicates qualities of actual material objects. Also, if you want your website to look like Google, you might want to use this. And I bring it up because Sebastian Eschwaller wrote up a great tutorial showing how easy it is to get up and running using the View Material Library. This gives you access to a full set of design components that make it simple to use material design. Vuex is part of what makes the Vue ecosystem so great, but as your application grows, so does the size of your Vuex store. This makes it more difficult to maintain and debug, but there are a couple concepts that can help you keep your code organized and simplify the way you communicate with your store. These concepts are modules, which group specific properties and methods into logical units that can be reused across your application, and mappers, which are used to map your store's properties and methods in your view application. They lessen the time and errors involved with setting that up manually. Yep, and Stefan Perica explores these concepts in depth in his new Medium article on how to manage your view application state with UX. There are a lot of options out there to style your view applications, and sometimes less is more. 
Are you trying to make a pun because you're talking about LAS, the CSS preprocessor? Exactly. LAS extends the CSS language, adding features that allow variables, mix-ins, functions, and many other techniques. Semantic UI is powered by LAS, and Bjorn has a Medium tutorial on how to add Semantic UI with customizations to your view project. This episode is sponsored by View Mastery. If you haven't yet, you gotta check out the two-page View cheat sheet Adam and I put together. You can print it out and put it on your desktop, or just put it on your second monitor while you're coding, and you'll have all the common View syntax right at your fingertips. You can grab it free over at viewmastery.com. And thanks for listening to the official View News Podcast. Be sure to tune in every week to catch the latest news in the View community.